hello hello it's good to finally let this episode out because i have been battling with a lot and i told myself that see the month of march was not going to pass by and i'm not going to drop (laughs) i won't drop this thing so a quick one let me just tell you a very sad story right now because uh part of the things that have been making me linger is I've been dealing with a lot of fear, imposter syndrome, weakness, pain, whether emotionally, physically, and keep asking myself, can I keep up? And then three or four days ago, I stumbled on the material, and the first question I I, I got on that material was, where am I? Where are you? you know where are you and i had to get out my book and my pen um, to answer that question where am i because in the long run all the things we are chasing all the things we are running after all the things we are trying to grasp all the things that we are pursuing and it's pursuing us um may just be that May just be that they are pursuing us. The, the the real question is where are you? Okay, so I'm gonna ask you that question. Where are you? Esther, where are you? Um, Daniel, where are you? Abdul, where are you? Um Ronke, where are you? You know. Ada, where are you? Where are you? Where are you in your financial life? Where are you in your mental space? Where are you emotionally? Where are you? You know, physically, where are you? And to think that um, the year we've just exhausted the first quarter. Um, I don't know what is the story of the earth around the moon or the sun or something. Okay. But where are you? You know, are you taking stock of your life? Um, it doesn't have to be anything grandiose. It doesn't have to be anything so big. But from time to time, taking a pause and answering certain questions, you know, is um, very important. Well, not to deviate. Today, we are talking about... The fear of abandonment. And as I speak to you, I'd recorded, I thought I was recording. And I took um, the whole episode only to realize that I wasn't recording. And I want to cry. But I'm going to do this again because I said before the month of March exhausts itself and goes away, I'm going to drop this. So the fear of abandonment. Um, what is it? What are some of the signs? the impact of relationship causes how to overcome okay so um personally i've dealt with the fear of abandonment in a lot of my relationships uh, in who i am on where I, at the point i am today um i've and i've learned that the fear of abandonment affects me. It affects how I experience relationship. It affects how I experience life, you know. But one thing I know is when, whenever that understanding comes, um, 
and that this is where this problem is from this is why i'm having the fear of abandonment then i i i can build fulfilling connections so the same thing i'm saying to you today that fear of abandonment can affect how you experience relationships fear of abandonment can experience can affect rather how you do life how you experience life but the understanding of where it comes from could be the key to having fulfilling um connections and i tell you that no matter what you do you must first be able to get to the root of that fear that fear of being abandoned you must be able to gain a deeper understanding of yourself which will in turn help you form secure and meaningful connections with others so what is what is fear of abandonment okay is this persistent worry it's um a persistent worry about other people leaving you it's a persistent worry that um, they would no longer be in your life even when there is no evidence that they are about to leave your life you know when you see that happen over and over again then you may be living with the fear of abandonment yes it's natural to fear losing someone you love but when it becomes obsessive when it um, takes over your your thinking it takes over your actions it takes over um, your responses to life then you might be living with the fear of abandonment now um, you may experience this fear emotionally or physically and what's the difference now and um, emotional fear of abandonment um, is emotional distance right so if you've been emotionally neglected in the past by probably your parents or a caregiver or a partner then you might fear that other people will eventually neglect you too physically um if you've had a parent leave you while growing up maybe your parents got divorced while growing up the tendency of um having that fear that an important person exists in your life is very very likely to occur now the fear of abandonment will now lead you to experience what some people call commitment issues you know it's an intense fear of getting permanently close to somebody else so um, you grew up with your parents separated and now that you've grown up you've made up your mind that you're not going to commit to anybody because um when people get too close to each other the problem the issue, problem must arise and they'll get separated and you don't want that so you don't want to enter into any form of commitment which is totally understandable okay so now we've talked about what is um the fear of abandonment let's look at some behavioral and emotional signs of the fear of abandonment okay if fear of abandonment plays a big role in your life or the life of a loved one it can show up in how you manage your emotions and your behaviors so how can it show up in your emotions panic or anxiety of not being alone or you worry when the relationship seems to be i mean going too well fear of intimacy or closeness okay so Emotions. One, you said that you are anxious, you are panicking, you can't be alone, you always want to be in a relationship. That's why you see people jumping two months, then this one, the next month, then that one. They say, for what? It's not just about them. It's that fear that can they survive on their own? They need to be, they need to be together, they need to be with somebody. And then on the other end, you see that there's some people that will not be afraid of, they don't want to be with anybody. Oh, I beg go based on all the experiences that they've seen around other people. You know, their own parents, they they don't want to be, 
okay another one that even personally i've experienced it is shame and self-blame when something goes wrong in the relationship i had to analyze the situation because i had blamed myself to the point of i don't know there was nothing left in me there was no ounce of energy left in me and then i had to take the situation out you know keep it out and look at it and ask myself was it worth that energy you know so another uh, emotional sign is distrust they can hardly trust anybody hmm. as i say see me i don't trust myself talk less of another person i don't <laughs> something has happened okay uh in behavior hmm. this one i'm a culprit Number one, how can uh, what are the behavioral signs of your abandonment? Using comfort foods or substances to cope when stressed about a relationship. So when I'm stressed about something, a relationship, a person, or whatever, and there's money in my hands, just forget it. I'm gonna order cold stone ice cream. Very bad habit. But yes, again. That's what this podcast is for. It's a safe space where we talk about these things. Trash it and find ourselves on the journey of healing to become better, stronger, more sensible people. Okay? Um, so using comfort food or substances. And if we're not going to drugs, going to alcohol, get addicted and all of those things. What, what, what do you even think is addiction? People get addicted to things because they're trying to fill a void. Unfortunately, what you are getting addicted to is never going to fill that void. Once the effects, trust me, this is coming from someone who has also been addicted to one or two things. <laughs> Once the effects of that addiction clear from your eyes, <laughs> you're back to square one. And anybody who has once been addicted to something will tell you, you're back to square one. So uh, now that it slipped my mind, I think I have to say it. This generation of pressing, pressing phone. Do you know that there's a level it gets to that you know that this is not normal? People now run away from actually building relationships, from actually forming attachment. And they just dwell on their phone from morning till night. To the point that, in fact, that alone now can cause marriages to start breaking up because partners no longer have time for themselves. They are always on the phone. Before, I used to be cheating with a woman, cheating with another person, a partner. But in this day, age and time, you can be cheating with our phone. Okay, behavioral signs. Tendency to pull away physically or emotionally when feeling criticized. When you feel they're criticizing you, even when it is constructive, you tend to pull away. Okay, you tend to pull away. Um... It's not just normal to just pull away, okay? Another behavioral side is codependency or placing the needs of a partner over your own. I remember growing up, you know, when uh, my parents would scold me and stuff and begin to say all those things, criticisms and whatever. What do I do? I just shut myself. Whatever needs I have, I just let it swallow it down and fulfill whatever needs it is. Whatever it is that will make them happy, let me do it. You know, unfortunately... Okay. Another behavioral sign is the tendency to become attached quickly in a new relationship. Because what? Remember what we said in um, emotional signs that the panic or anxiety of not being alone, of not being coupled? Uh Aha. So um, the tendency to become attached. You see them jumping from one relationship to the other. Because what can they do? 
they need to they need to they need to attach as quick as possible interestingly um children can also show some unique signs of abandonment fear you know crying when separated from primary caregivers stress and withdrawal in new situations sometimes they get more clingy sometimes they get more detached um, sometimes it's anxiety about going to school or even daycare speaking of which i remember um some time ago i took my my baby to daycare and um the teacher was like ah, mommy don't worry go 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 so that she will not see you and start crying i told them in all confidence i said she will not cry and they laughed i said why the other children need to cry i said it's not it's i i give her enough time when i'm with her so and i also tell her that whenever you don't see mommy mommy is working mommy is doing something and i say it over and over again and i just with her sometimes most of the times when she's back from school i carry her and ask her how was school today what did you do in school she cannot talk to me she cannot respond but i do it i know why i'm doing it trying to build that connection with her so i know that um when she goes to school she knows that this environment i'm not sure i'm going to see mommy so I just stay and when school is done i'll go home and so anyways um that was something i i had to do in school there now um asking or saying how fear how does fear of abandonment affect our relationship i mean with all the things i've mentioned goes is is cannot be i mean it cannot be under under said right when you fear other people will abandon you, it may impact your interactions. You know, you may feel you have to act a certain way to keep them, and that can be that can be very problematic because you won't be able to be yourself. Okay, um, sometimes you you just end up spending a lot of time looking for flaws, and when you find the flaws, what would you do? You will leave the relationship, and you're on to the next relationship. It's a problem. It affects you mentally, affects your growth overall. You know, because you're not stable. And if for anything, as humans, we like some form of stability. And so when that stability is not there, your life would be full of questions, up and downs. Okay? Now, um, what are some of the things that can cause you to cause us to have the fear of abandonment? Um, it could be insecure attachment. Okay? Um, there's an attachment theory that suggests that the way we connect with our caregivers in early life shapes how we form attachment with people as adults. I remember my colleague yesterday saying that, uh, which is something that um, loved about him. Is it loved? That's the word. But it's not envied. That's the word. I, I appreciated a time I saw him having a conversation with a senior colleague. And I was having that conversation so effortlessly. Like, he was giving his opinion. He was, he was, he was just acting like he was discussing with someone his age, right? And in my mind, I was like, wow. I was shocked because I know that I may not be able to do that even though I want to, you know. Um, and so yesterday, we got into a conversation and he was telling me, he said he appreciates the way his mom brought them up, that, you know, she always gisted with them, talked with them, um, gave room to them to express themselves. And so that has built a certain level of confidence, which is something I, I, I am working on with um, the kids around me so that they can, my children, so that they can, you know, um, be able to have conversations without fear, you know. 
that some of us are dealing with right now but that's okay okay so that of course there are different types of attachment so when we say uh one of the causes of the fear of abandonment is insecure attachment there are different types of attachment but that's not a conversation for today <laughs> insecure attachment is the number one cause number two is um separation anxiety disorder um so while separation anxiety is uh, i mean fairly common in young children you can experience it at any age can be experienced at any age and some of the symptoms might be um fear of being separated from loved ones that that uh, that fear is not typical it's not a developmental stage of at your age you know when a child is growing up they say okay and at that time they don't want, don't want to leave their mommy they're clingy you know Another thing is, another symptom could be of separation anxiety disorder could be recurring worries and distress about losing someone important. It just keeps coming. You can worry with this person. The person is not sick. The person is not having any, uh, um, what do you call, terminal disease. But you're just afraid. You're just scared. You don't want, you keep worrying. Okay? That's, that could be a disorder. It might need to be diagnosed. Okay? Another symptom of um, separation anxiety could be distress when left alone. Or separated from a loved one. Another uh, symptom could be could even be physical. You start having headache, nausea, stomach aches when thinking about or even experiencing separation. So I've mentioned two um, causes: insecure attachment and um, separation anxiety disorder. The other cause is trauma and past experiences. A lot has happened to us while growing up, and so. Um, Childhood trauma, traumatic events can increase your likelihood of experiencing fear of abandonment even in current relationships. Okay, so trauma trauma may also lead to, you know, certain mental health conditions that can cause fear of abandonment. And then another factor that can, another thing that can cause fear of abandonment is personality disorder. Now, what is a personality disorder? A personality disorder is a condition that affects your thoughts, that affects your feelings, that affects your behaviors, and can make many aspects of your life, like your job, self-care, relationships, can make them more difficult. And you have personality disorders like borderline personality disorder, avoidant personality disorder, dependent personality disorder, and a host of, a host of them. Now we have known what uh, fear of abandonment is. We've known, we've seen some of the signs, some of the causes. Um, there are four ways or four tips, you know, I can share right now that can help us overcome that I'm, I, I have been working with that is helping me to overcome the fear of abandonment. And the first one is therapy. Therapy. You can never go wrong with therapy. A therapist can help you recognize and overcome your fear of being abandoned. And how can he do that? How can a therapist do that? can do that by empowering you to discover your attachment style. Empowering you to discover how that attachment style impacts your relationship. He can do that by empowering you to learn how to now form secure attachments. Secure attachment with other people around you. It can show you how to develop your emotion regulation skills. How to find out whether a personality disorder or anxiety disorder is causing your abandonment issues. And can help you heal from trauma, heal from childhood experiences that has contributed to your fear of abandonment. When you have talk therapy with a professional, 
you trust. It can help with the fear of abandonment in a lot of ways. Too many times, too many people, again, do not even know the kind of things they are dealing with. And it's affecting their lives on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Number two way, number two tip of handling or overcoming the fear of abandonment is self-discovery. Remember how at the beginning of this episode I asked you, where are you? Where are you? What's, what's, what stage, what, what page are you on in, in, in your book? What page? In emotionally, what page are you on? Where, where are you? And you cannot answer this question by looking at the ceiling. You cannot answer this, this question by looking to the, to the sky. You can't even answer this question by looking to God. You have to answer this question by yourself. God cannot answer this question for you. Nobody can answer this question. Pick a pen, pick a book, sit and write. Without any form of judgment, just write. Learn about yourself. Because it can help you identify how this abandonment anxiety impacts your thoughts. How it impacts your action. And how, by as an extension of other things, how it impacts your relationships. Now, while self-discovery, because, of course, if you go for therapy, self-discovery is often part of therapy. But it's something you can start on your own. You can practice it on your own. Which I have said first, keeping a log, writing, write about your feelings, write about events that may be causing those feelings. Check in with yourself. Once in a while, you feel sudden surge of emotions. Check in. Sudden surge of feelings. Check in. Why am I feeling this way? What is this? Is this is I feel so strongly? What is the issue? What is the matter? Why? What memory is this? Is this bringing? Or what fear is at the root of this feeling? Again, you have to be knowledgeable. Read up about these things. Okay. So the next option is support groups. So if you say, oh, well, I don't have the money for therapy. But I've started to, you know, learn about myself. So I've started to see certain things. You look for support groups. That is one of the sole purposes of life with Chenemy. To make you know that you're not alone. We all have our baggages. We all have a lot of things that we need to cut loose from us. So look for support groups. When you find um, support group, it can help you realize that you're not the only one who have experienced certain things in the past. There are also people like that. Okay? And the last but not the least um, is self-compassion. Ladies and gentlemen, self-compassion is a way of viewing yourself first with kindness instead of judgment. And by extension, viewing other people first with kindness instead of judgment. There's 0.5 0.5 compassion available in our society today. Everybody wants to give their tools and their own harsh inputs, their own this, their own that. Nobody wants to wear the shoes of other people. Everybody wants to be on their high horse. But again, it starts with you. Because honestly, when I see people do certain things, I want to ask myself, personally, to them, themselves, themselves, what are they running away from? Are there issues that they're covering up in all this yada yada? Self-compassion. Say to yourself, I am good enough. I am good enough for my partner. 
I am good enough. For me, I'm good enough for my children. I'm good enough for my family. I'm good enough. I deserve to be loved. I deserve to be at peace. I deserve to receive kindness. I deserve to be. Just be. I deserve to have company. I deserve to have good friends. I am lovable. You must challenge self-talk. Of course, building self-compassion will not happen in two minutes. There is no magic wand for that one. In fact, there is no magic wand for anything. Anything that magic wand will do for you will disappear also by magic. (laughs) I did not plan that, but I had to say it. Anything that you get by magic will disappear by magic. Hmm? So it takes time. Okay, you have to start challenging your negative self-talk. I'm not good. Mm, don't, don't, don't you say you're not good enough. You are good enough. You are a work in progress. Have some compassion on yourself. Okay? Use mindfulness meditation every day, even if it's 10, 15 minutes. Take off time social media. Take off time your phone. Just remove your phone far from you. And just sit down and tell yourself, I am loved. I am at peace. I am at ease. I am. I am. I am. I am. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. I do hope that one step at a time, one action at a time, you'll be able to combat the fear of abandonment and of course go on to live a beautiful life i love you and enjoy the new month as it comes